Hi, Chris. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I actually felt very exhausted after our last episode. That was really very emotionally exhausting for me, and I didn't do anything else the rest of the day after that. And I would like to thank you for listening and being patient with me because I had a lot to unpack during that episode. Which is very timely too, very coincidental because today I do want to discuss family and religion. Okay. I think for me that plays a lot with the angst that I felt on many occasions during my lifetime when I have been going through things. Not necessarily anything major or at least for me, not life-threatening, but you know, family plays a big part in how we deal with issues, Yes. how we solve problems, how we approach certain conflicts. I cannot agree more. How we resolve it. And so it's religion. And the reason why I say that is because, as you know, I was raised Catholic. Yes. And that's how we became friends. We both went to Catholic schools. Yes. With us, the values and how we were raised were very tied to a Catholic upbringing. That's right. Let me give you an example. When we had that episode and I was talking about divorce, mm -hmm. my divorce, I was going through that. I remember feeling down. And of course, your whole family rallies around you. Yes. My whole family rallied around me. And I remember my mom trying to be really helpful. And she told me, you're going through something that's very heavy and you need someone to talk to. I think you need to talk to a priest. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? What's your feedback with that suggestion? When you're go when someone's going through a marital problem and they suggest you go to a priest. Well, to be honest, I felt like I had to stifle a giggle because that's an expected response from the old generation. They think the priest is the source of all wisdom when it comes to anything related to the sacraments like matrimony. Like as if they have a knowledge base of what it feels like to be married, which is quite ironic because they wouldn't have any idea of what it feels like to be in a marriage. I found that a bit amusing. But at the same time, I understand coming from the older generation that they would respond that way. Yeah. First of all, they've never been married, or at least, you know, they, they can't marry. They don't know how it is to have to deal with budgeting for a family, yes. having expenses for a family, having to worry about kids, taking care of the kids, dropping kids to daycare or right. worrying about kids' school. How did you respond to your mom when she said that? I don't know if I can say it here. That's okay. I can edit it out if it doesn't suit. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck will a priest know? I love it. My sister is just right there somewhere in the back, just giggling. <laughs> she found it funny and I was just so pissed off, right? Because what the fuck does she know? You're desperate. I'm desperate. And I'm like, hey, okay, who will you suggest? I'll talk to them. And she tells me I'm going to talk to a priest. Okay. I'm sure you were so full of anger. That, that comment just triggered for you to release all that anger. It was incredulous. Yeah. I heard so many things from the past that's been suggested to many other people in my family where they would say, oh, talk to the priest, as if they're all-knowing. And I have no problem with a Catholic religion. The only reason why I'm talking about this is because that's what I'm familiar with. Yeah, I'm sure other religions will have their own idiosyncrasies, but we're not familiar with them. 
Yeah. And at the same time too, I'm also wondering, especially lately that I've started thinking about this, it seems like they're not ideal. The standard is really from the Bible, right? The Catholic teachings are based on the Bible. Yeah. And think about it though. I haven't read the Bible. I'm not well-versed. I just know whatever I remember that's been said over and over. But even then, I won't be able to spit out the scripture or anything. But yeah. just think about the writers of the Bible. Well, I've read the Bible, read the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And I've read a good chunk of the Old Testament at a young age, probably when we were in high school. There were some parts of the Old Testament where I was really shocked yes. and could not believe they made it to print a document that's supposed to be considered your guide for how to live life and how to be a good person. Guide, right? So I don't really think it is a good source of how to be a good person or morality even. So a guide from what you've read, can you point to me where parts of it were written by a woman? None. They're all written by men. Yes. So that in itself, I have problems because that's all from the point of view of a man. That's right. I don't have much to say about it except that it doesn't represent me. (laughs) What it represents is what men think I should be from their view. Then it's also outdated. It's based on old days. It doesn't speak of what life is like today in the modern world. Yeah, but I understand way in the past, even now, you need a set of rules. And when that was written, I imagine it was this group of people who are trying to figure out how to live and get together, get along with one another. And so they said, okay, we're going to have this set of rules. We're going to have all these writings and we're going to go by this. But I think it doesn't apply to many. Well, there are things that it doesn't apply to anymore. And there are things that, okay, I'm okay with that. So one thing that I will tell you, I still want to be a Catholic, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a practicing Catholic. If my family ever hears this, it'll probably be a shock. (laughs) Well, that makes two of us. I am not a practicing Catholic either, but I don't think my family would care. I think the world is bigger than one certain belief. Yes. However, there are some things that I like being a Catholic. I love the traditions. I like the garb. (laughs) I like going to Mass, especially on those special occasions when the priests wear their gaudy outfits. They have their staff and the incense, the rituals. We kneel, we stand, we say these things. We kneel, we stand, we say over and over. And I love that. Because to me, that's home. I think the whole fascination with the royalty is the same. Like the coronation, when you saw all of those traditions and ceremony. Yes. All of that was really impressive or I would say entertaining. (laughs) The pageantry is really great. Yes, the pageantry and that I'm a part of something. It's my connection to millions or thousands of years ago. That I'm connected to someone who's from a thousand years ago. That, those are my yeah. ancestors. So I feel rooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like being rejected. I got married in a Catholic church. I got divorced. I remarried, but not in a Catholic church. When I got divorced, I didn't get an annulment. So per the Catholic teaching, I'm committing adultery. Yes. And I don't care, really. Mm-hmm. But to some who are faithful, you know, with quote, quotation marks, that's rejection. I understand what you mean by that. The communion is a big part of the Catholic teaching. I still believe in the communion. Wine and host, that at the beginning of the Mass, it's just that. But somewhere during the Mass, that becomes the body and blood of Christ. And what they represent. It's what we strive for. This is why we have the sacrament of penance. 
let's go over the mass, right? In the beginning, we sing, we greet the celebrant, we're all happy. Then first thing we do is you say you confess your sin. I confess, almighty God. And so you admit to everybody, I have sinned. I'm opening myself up. And there are the readings. Mm -hmm. The first reading, the second reading, and everyone responds as community. And then after that, the gospel is spread. You have the homily. And then after that, you say, peace be with you to everybody. You make sure you're at peace with everybody. You greet them. You say, peace be with you. So anyway, mm -hmm. what is this doing? The whole ceremony is opening you up so that at the end, then you're ready. I'm ready to accept Christ. Right after the homily, that's when they offer that bread and wine. And because the body and blood of Christ. So then you have yes. the communion. Yes. After that, when you have Jesus Christ within you, then that's when he says the mass is over. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Can you imagine that me being a divorcee, not having gotten an annulment with a Catholic church, technically I'm not allowed to take communion. It's because you've committed a mortal sin. That's a mortal sin. Mm -hmm. I've raised this up to many people who are Catholics, my friends. They say, oh, it's okay, you can still take it. There are many more people who are in the same boat and they still take it. But it's not about that. It's just the principle. You're turning away a lot of people. And there are many others that they have rejected for Catholic reasons. Yeah. But what have they done to hurt other people? Did they commit an act that caused suffering of others? Did they commit an act that caused pain? They haven't, but they can't take communion. And I have a problem with that. Do they deserve such punishment? Do they deserve to be shunned? Yeah. Rejection. I do question that. There's the immediate family and there's the religious family. When you're shunned, you feel rejected. Yeah. And when you feel rejected, you don't have anybody. You don't have support. We talk about support. When you go through things in life, we all have sadness every now and again. We all have anxiety. The people around you will be the one to help you in this journey. Will rally behind you. This is why I'm no longer practicing Catholic. The traditional Catholics will probably say, oh my God, no, you're not Catholic. But what I've done is, I pick and choose what I want to keep mm -hmm. to believe in. I have to think hard. The ones that are not causing pain and suffering and hurt to others, I decided to keep. The communion doesn't make sense to many people, but I'm keeping that because I really believe that that is the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. Technically not allowed to receive it. I'm okay with that, but I do believe that is really the body and blood of Christ. The annulment, the marriage works for you. That's fine, but I don't believe that we should be rejecting people to take communion just because of that. Yeah. Your sexual preference. Correct. The teaching is about sex is for procreation. Yeah. There's really nothing that I've seen about sexual preference, but what they specify is that sex is for procreation. So any activity that's, I guess, giving them pleasure sexually, but it's not for procreation purposes, it's a sin. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's how the teaching is. I don't know from what I've read whether that's how I interpreted the writings from the Bible. One thing I can say, though, and can remember, is there are a number of parts of the Bible where they've indicated multiple partners or multiple wives. So how does that reconcile with the sanctity of marriage when you're supposed to be faithful to just one partner? I think that was in the Old Testament, right? Correct. Yeah, this is why I'm not a good Catholic. 
Mm -hmm. So there's the book of teaching, the catechism of the Catholic Church. Yes. So everything that we believe is in that book. It's a guide. That's probably the selected chapters from the Bible that are not in conflict with their beliefs. I'm sure it was, see, we're not even sure. There are many scriptures that says many different things. And then you have this book, you condense it and say, okay, this is what we're going to believe in. It's so confusing. Yes, it is. It's pretty deep for me just because I care. And we talk about mental illness. We talk about wellness. For me, my issue of divorce is not a big deal because I get over it. But for some... With you mentioning the impact on mental health, that's understandable because your religion is part of your core belief. If you grew up in that religion, you have some form of loyalty to your core belief. When you grow up and you realize that that core belief is not consistent with your experience in life, what is right and what is wrong, how you make decisions based on what's right and what's wrong in a situation that you're encountering. And you know that what you are deciding to do is the right thing, yet your religion, which forms part of your core belief, tells you it's the wrong decision. Then that's where you struggle and have mental health issues because your brain probably is struggling to reconcile those two conflicting concepts. Yes. And then when you do make the decision to make a stand and probably what you decide is to take action, which is not within the confines of that belief, then you also have to face your family whose core belief you're also going against. That's right. It's a struggle. I don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 50s. It's just recently that I've actually said to myself, there are certain relationships that I'm ready to let go of family relationship Mm -hmm. that I'm ready to say just because you're family doesn't mean you're stuck with them forever. Yeah. It might also be worth mentioning that this is not an issue that is unique to Catholicism. At least with Catholics, there is no overarching policy in regards to shunning people. Well, let me give you an example. We know that in Scientology, they have this connection. Yes. I've heard that Jehovah's Witness has a similar practice. So it's not something that is unique to Catholicism. Yeah. I haven't been shunned, but I've been told I'm going to hell. Have you really? Yes. Someone, a family member actually wrote on Facebook that she's praying for my soul. Not in so many words that I'm going to hell. Can you believe that though? What do you care anyway? What do you care what my beliefs are? I'm okay with that because I think when I die, that's it. There's no afterlife. As much as I want to to be a ghost and make someone's life miserable, I think (laughs) once it ends, it ends. Once I'm dead, I'm dead. It just surprises me how people would go out of their way to judge other people and impose their own beliefs. It doesn't affect them. So it's practically none of their business. So why are they wasting their time? make you feel like they're better than you and they thrive on that that makes them feel good that's what it is i think sometimes that's what religion does they tell you've been chosen (laughs) yeah that reminds me of the pharisees in the temple pretentious and go to um, church and look like you're being benevolent yet when you leave church you do bad things the concept of helping someone is good the concept of trying to make life comfortable for others is good charity is good but doing it because you're going to have a reward somewhere that's self-serving isn't it 
That's not charity. Yes, I agree with you. And I hate it when people do good things because they want to be recognized for it. They want the accolades. They want the recognition. They want the feeling of people being indebted or the feeling of gratitude that people bestow upon you. And really, you should be doing good things simply from the goodness of your heart, simply because you want to do a good deed. And that in itself is the reward that you actually feel good about yourself when you do something good or when you are kind to other people. Yes. And if you see someone suffering, when you see someone hurting, you help just because you don't want the person to hurt. It's because you really don't want that person to suffer. Yeah. And that's probably the reason why I'm not a practicing Catholic because I believe more in spirituality, being humane, being kind to people, not because the Bible said so, not because the priest said so. I want to be just good for the sake of being good because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I want to have a relationship with my God and that is more than enough to motivate me to be good. Yeah. I'd like to believe that there is a higher power that I can go to and thank or ask for help, believing and having faith that it will work. And there are many instances in my life that I feel and I believe that it actually works. That is more than enough for me than going to a Catholic mass or going to a priest to confess my sins. Yes. Every now and again, I will say I do light up candles. When someone's going through something, I would tell them, I light up a candle for you. Yeah. That's with good intentions. When I cannot do anything anymore, it's one way for me to say, all right, I'm throwing it out there in the universe. I'm sending it out there in the universe, and I would like the universe to make it right for you. And that is no different from saying, I'm praying for you, or you are in my thoughts. And I think the lighting of the candle is a symbolism of that. There's really nothing wrong with that. I think that symbolism just locks it in. Yes, and because I believe when I die, it's the end. There's nothing else that goes beyond that for me. I try to do right as much as I can to be nice and kind and helpful to people. I try, and I hope I do. I'm sure I mess up a lot of times because when I'm done, there's no other opportunity for me to help. So I'm going to help you now because when I'm dead, I can't do that. I'm not doing it because I'm asking for a reward. Yes. I don't think I'm going to get any reward. I think the reward that I got or I'm getting and I already got is the fact that I'm here on this earth and I get the opportunity to cram in as much goodness as I can while I'm living. I don't think there's going to be any place I can go after I die where I'm going to get all the accolades, all the rewards and the prices because of what I did here. I don't think there's a place where I'm going to be punished either. I think the punishment is already here as well. Life is hard. Yeah, I agree. I think regardless what you believe, you're right in saying that let's cram in as many activities or actions as we can in this lifetime, whatever that may look like, whatever that may be, whatever makes you happy. And for me, what makes me happy is being kind to people or doing good things. I think that happiness is a combination of kindness, empathy, and gratitude. When I experience all those things, or when I demonstrate all of those that that's when I feel happy. And at the same time, it is also doing good for other people. What's out there is unknown. We don't know what's out there. So regardless what you believe in, regardless what you believe is out there after death, just live your life the way you feel is right and what would make you happy. And for me, it's those three things. I agree with you. Life already has too much on my plate. I don't have the time to worry about what's beyond earth, my earthly life. It's already too much to think about life here on earth and suffering. I don't have the energy to worry about that. 
just to wrap it up into a full circle, how did you reconcile all of these comments from family and the role of religion with your experience with divorce? It's tough because I have close friends who are still very religious. The people who are good and kind, they have accepted me, total me, who I am, my experiences. They're the ones who I still have a relationship with. I think my experience and how I'm growing each day, I have learned to know who are the meaningful relationships I need to keep and the ones that really are not for me. And how did you reconcile the conflict between your core belief that the church says these are the rules and how you dealt with what life threw your way, how you made a decision that you feel is right for you and for your son? I'm still keeping the traditions that I like. I still love going to Mass because I love the rituals. I'm still going to take communion. The church, they tell you you're not supposed to do that. But I'm not worried about it. Men made those rules anyway. Yes. Is it fair to say that when you go up to take communion, you think that I haven't done anything wrong. I know that I am a good person. My divorce is irrelevant because I'm a good person and I've done good things. I can walk up and take communion knowing that I am now pure of heart and deserve to take the body and blood of Christ. Now that you got me thinking, I think that God is bigger than that. God is greater than that. Yes. I used to worry about that. But now I know in my heart, whatever it is that other people think, this is my heart. But I know my heart, really God is really greater than that. Yeah. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than things that I don't even understand. Do you call that reconciliation or understanding? I think... It's both. And I think that's a good way to conclude this episode. But before we do that, out of curiosity, how did your mother respond to you when you said, My mom is an awesome woman. We put her through so much. She just didn't say anything. She knew I was going through my thing. So she just said, okay. She knows when she's supposed to say something and not to say anything. Yeah. Whether she believed that I was wrong or not, my mom knows when to stop. And at the end of the day, I know that she'd rather have me. She'd rather not say anything and she has me than insist she's right and then she loses me. Yeah, gotta give her credit for that. (laughs) You're not gonna include that, right? (laughs) I will. I definitely will. Am I Okay is intended for mature audiences as it discusses topics that can be emotional and upsetting. Stories, experiences, recollections, opinions, or insights shared by us are our own and does not reflect or represent the views and opinions of medical practitioners or other experts in mental health. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us through our socials and follow us. You'll find our handle in the episode description. Or if there's anything you'd like us to talk more about, you can email us through email at gmail.com. If you have friends or family who you think would be interested in what we share, please tell them about us. They can find our podcast in any directory they get their podcast from. And please go on and rate us. It will let people know about us and find us. Once again, thanks for listening. Cheers.